0: Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 238. So today is Sunday, April 3rd, 2022. And as usual, I'm covering the weekly news and rumors roundup from the big four rumor sites of Canon Rumors, Nikon Rumors, Fuji Rumors, and Sony Alpha Rumors. So let's head on over to Canon Rumors and see what they have for us this week. (laughs) First up, Laowa introduces the 20mm 4 d shift lens for Canon RF and EF mount. This lens has no electronic connections, but for a shift lens, that is pretty common. The lens is currently available from Laowa's website, and it will most likely end up on Adorama and other retailers before long. When you purchase from Laowa, you are actually purchasing essentially a medium format lens, then choosing your shift mechanism, and then the mount type. For the RF version, that comes to 1349, certainly a bargain when it comes to ultra-wide shifting lenses. Keep in mind, this lens does not tilt, only shift, but for architecture, that's usually exactly what you need it to do. From Laowa, quote, the Laowa 20mm F4 0D shift is an ultra-wide-angle shift lens that you cannot resist. On top of the high image sharpness and nearly no distortion, hence the 0D, the lens also comes with a rotatable lens hood for avoiding flares and protecting the front lens element. The amount of shift is plus-minus 11mm for full-frame cameras and plus-minus 8mm for medium-format cameras, making it super easy to capture architectural and interior photography in a corrected perspective. Laowa 20mm F40D Shift expands Laua shift lens lineup, giving you an additional option for distinct needs. The name, again, is the Laowa 20mm F40D Shift. Focal length is 20mm, of course. Aperture range is F4-22. to 22. Coverage of image circle is 65mm. Angle of view is 94.4 degrees, and it has 16 elements in 11 groups, two spherical elements, and three ED elements. The filter size is 82 millimeter. Aperture blades are 14. Maximum magnification 0.17 times. Minimum focusing distance 25 centimeters. In focus driving mode manual. Dimensions are about 95 millimeters by 91 millimeters. Weight is about 747 grams. And it's available in the Canon EF and RF, Nikon F, Nikon Z, Sony E, Pentax K, L mount, and Fujifilm GF mount. So that's some exciting news for those of you out there that are looking to pick up a new wide angle shift lens for your architectural work. It looks like this one's going to be extremely popular. It is a beautiful design. It's a really nice-looking lens. And as you know, I've talked about it before. I've had Laowa lenses in the past. They do make some darn good lenses. Now, Keith Cooper from Northlight Images is first up with an excellent review of this lens, which you can watch on his official YouTube channel. If you didn't already know, Keith is a master of all things tilt and shift. And if you haven't already, you should take a good watch of Keith's webinar on Canon tilt-shift lenses. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Keith's channel while you're at it. Next up, stock notice: refurbished Canon RF 70 to 200 millimeter f 2.8 L IS USM for 25.19. The Canon USA store has stock of the refurbished 24R 70 to 200 RF mount 2.8 L IS USM lens. The key features for this lens, high image quality and bright f2.8 aperture telephoto zoom RFL lens, compact and lightweight, optical image stabilization with up to five stops of shape correction, high speed smooth and quiet autofocus with dual nano USM, minimum focusing distance of 2.3 feet or 0.7 meters, control ring for direct setting changes, 12 pin communication system, and it does have dust and water resistance along with the fluorine coating. And you can get one of these now for $2,519. The regular price is $27.99. But if you're gonna buy one, make it quick. As, as I've told you time and time again on this show, Canon's refurbished L glass sells out very fast on the Canon USA site. So get it. If you're gonna pull the trigger, do it now before they're all gone. <laughs> Deal Sigma 28mm F1.4 Art for $699, regular $1399. There are huge savings on another well-regarded Sigma Art Prime lens. Adorama has the Sigma 28mm F1.4 Art for only $699, a savings of $700. Key features of this lens, best-in-class performance, dust and splash-proof structure, designed to minimize flaring and ghosting, designed to meet all shooting conditions, Manual override capable of switching 2 full-time manual modes, fixed focal length of 28 millimeters, maximum aperture of f1.4, does not have image stabilization. And this deal, as I said before, is at Adorama. So if you want to get a heck of a deal on this lens, you better jump on it quick before the sale ends. And last up for Canon rumors for this week, CF Express options bloom more, faster. And cheaper. In the past few months, CF Express Type B cards evolved over this uh, from the super expensive but fast option for flagship bodies to super fast, almost as cheap as SD UHS-II cards. And they got faster still. Wise, Delkin, and Angelbird launched new cards and Mark II versions of older cards. Each launched a flagship line designed for more reliable, high bandwidth video recording. And an improved large capacity line that is cheaper. and Astic updated its review of CF Express Type B cards to compare these new offerings and others against a rapidly growing library of legacy cards. Below is the summary. Of all the cards tested over the last two years, the top three performers were all launched in the past few months to the past few days. Launched earlier this week, the Angelbird AV Pro XT Mark Two six hundred and sixty gigabit card, pictured on the left, in the middle, uh, proved the fastest in pushing still photos onto the card. The Mark One version is on the left, and the new two terabyte Pro card is on the right. Next in the performance are the Wise three hundred and twenty gigabyte and the Delkin Black five hundred and twelve gigabyte, as number two and number three respectively. The graph below shows speed as blue outline boxes showing speed higher is, of course, better. But to put things into perspective, the first place Mark II version of the AngelBird AB Pro XT card speed increase is only five frames over 30 seconds faster than the Mark I version of the same card, which now drops to seventh place. More interesting to most people are the developments at the other, cheaper end of the graph. Delkin and Angelbird have been reducing the price on their very large capacity cards. While the Delkin card may sit in the lower half of the speed ranking, it is still pushing 90% as many photos onto the card per second as the top performing card. And the cheaper Angelbird card competes with the very best in speed, yet it's only a little more expensive than the Delkin Power card. They cost roughly a quarter of the price per gigabyte as seen in the graph above with the solid orange columns, lower is cheaper. The data from already uh, reviewed cards in the main review needed to be refreshed as new camera firmware updates uh, were required uh, to access data across all cards to do proper apples to apples comparison. Canon made small changes to how the R5 and R3 today handle CF CFexpress cards versus the original R5 firmware launched in July, 2020. This meant that many charts had to be updated to reflect the relative performance with the newer firmware. The average price per gigabyte for CF Express Type B cards lowered a bit from over $1.20 uh, a piece when the R5 launched the demand for the format to around $1.10 in the fall of 2021. And now in 2022, it sits below $1.05. This is taken from data collected periodically from major online retailers pricing for the same cards over time. The image at right shows the general downshift for most cards with just a few exceptions. Compared to other formats, the CFexpress Type B card prices are getting better faster. Pricing for SDUHS-II cards has been stagnant over the past two years, and CFexpress Type A popularized with some major Sony body releases has only recently seen competition come into the market. ProGrade and Delkin joined Sony in producing the cards, but the new uh, competitors didn't underprice Sony by much. And the CF Express Type A cards, both intrinsically slower and smaller capacity, started off at about twice the price per gigabyte of CF Express Type B cards. Also, new to the market is a do it yourself kit sold by Syntec, which provides a CF Express Type B case into which a separately sourced SSD drive. Uh, which is a two, uh, 2230 NVMe chip removed from game consoles, work well, can be inserted into it. It requires the application of specialized, also not included, electronics, heat paste, and might not be for those uncomfortable with the in- entrails of electronic devices. But it does provide the cheapest Express Type-B option. After sourcing parts from Turkey, the U.S., and China, we put together a 512-gigabyte card that cost us all told about $96. The surprising thing was how fast the card is. While on the lower end, it is still faster than pro-grade gold cards and costs less than one-fifth the amount per gigabyte. Pictured at the right, the card has been used for several weeks without incident. It does appear to get hotter than other cards and overheated an R5 shooting 8K about twice as fast as most other cards. The internal drive is a 512-gigabyte Kiaxia, formerly Toshiba chip, taken out of a game console that was being upgraded. The more comprehensive review has more conclusions, but for those looking for recommendations, it's it's hard not to go with one of the three cheapest options. For those not willing to go DIY, the AngelBird and the Delkin large capacity cards, AngelBird AV Pro or Delkin's power models in two terabyte capacities are clear winners for bang for the buck. And both companies have been among the most proactive in both service and firmware development. Video shooters with video class budgets and 8K or 4K high quality needs might look at the opposite end of the graph. The top three in speed performance, Delkin Black, Wise 320, and Angelbird AB Pro XT Mark II are priced similarly and are among the newest market entries. So a lot of exciting news in the world of CF Express Type B memory cards. More companies making them. They're getting faster all the time, and the pricing is coming down. And that's great news for everybody. I mean, there's a lot more of these newer camera bodies that are coming with CF Express Type B slots. And if memory serves me correctly, the Type B slots are the ones that can also share a slot. So in other words, like on some of the Sony cameras, you can either put CF Express type B cards in the slot, or you can put SD UHS two cards in the exact same slot. They'll you can put either one in the same slot. So that's pretty cool. But with more and more of these super fast cards coming out and they're getting cheaper and cheaper all the time, that's a win for everybody out there that's shooting one of those kind of camera bodies that uses CF Express type B. All right. Now we're gonna head on over to Nikon Rumors and see what they have for us for this week. Announced Venus Optics Lowa 20mm F4 0D shift lens for the Nikon F and Z mount. Now, I talked about this in the Canon segment. This lens is also available for both Nikon mounts. Venus Optics officially announced the previously rumored Lowa 20mm F4 0D shift lens for Nikon F and Z mounts. And it's got some images of the lens with both mount types. Here are the details: 20 millimeter ultra wide angle lens, plus or minus 11 millimeter shift amount on full frame, outstanding optical performance, zero distortion, 14 blade aperture, close focusing distance, 82 millimeter filter thread, rotatable lens hood, special design lens support. The new lens support is compatible with both 20 millimeter f4.0d shift and 15 millimeter f4.50d shift. Price that 12.99. The lens support is 249 and worldwide shipping is available. So, again, if you're a Nikon shooter, you're not left out. You can easily get in on this new ship lens bandwagon, along with the folks that are shooting Canon and Fuji medium format. Nikon Nikkor Z 800mm F63 VR PFS lens. Updates, price $6,000, weight 2.3 kilograms. Some updates on the upcoming lens. Official announcement, April 4th or 6th, plus or minus one day. Expected to start shipping in May. It's a pro-level lens with spectacular performance. Optically as good as the Nikon AF-S, Nikkor 800mm F5.6 EFL EDVR Alphabet Soup lens for the F mount. Priced at around $6,000 based on a leak from China. Keep checking the B&H listing for our updates in the next few days. Weight is 2.3 kilograms, half the weight of the F-mount version and slightly heavier than the Nikon 500 millimeter F5.6 EPF lens. The lens is already in serial production. Nikon Europe may also have a teaser for the new lens on Instagram. Not sure yet, but it says, let's get your brains ticking this Monday. Can you guess whose eye this is? All will be revealed in 24 hours. And that's from Nikon Europe on instagram so it looks like this lens is going to be out soon that's going to get a lot of people excited it's crazy that the lens is half the weight of the f mount version that is incredible that's going to make some nikon shooters very happy especially their arms and their camera bags happy davinci resolve 17.4.6 update released with added support for decoding nikon raw files Today, Blackmagic Design released a new version, 17.4.6, of DaVinci Resolve with added support for the Nikon RAW files. This probably means that we are getting closer to the Nikon Z9 RAW video firmware update. Blackmagic Design, DaVinci Resolve 17 Studio can be purchased at Adorama, Amazon, and B&H Photo. So that's some more good news for Nikon shooters when it comes to those of you that like to use DaVinci Resolve new pinhole pro max lens for nikon fz raised over eighty thousand dollars on kickstarter on the first day today uh thingy fy launched their new pinhole pro max lens on kickstarter the world's most advanced pinhole lens project that already received eighty thousand in funding an impressive amount for the first day of a crowdfunding campaign The lens is available for both Nikon F and Z. Here are the details. World's first multi-aperture zoom pinhole lens. Six pinhole apertures in one. 18 to 36 millimeter variable focal length. And there is an accompanying video that you can watch on YouTube. This is interesting. So... This is going to be the first zoom pinhole lens. All right. So this here, uh, Pinhole Pro Max, the most advanced pinhole lens in the world, March 29th, 2022. After a small break, Thingy FY is proud to announce the launch of the Kickstarter campaign for the newest addition to the Pinhole Pro family, the Pinhole Pro Max. Since its triumphant debut on Kickstarter with Pinhole Pro, first in the Pinhole Pro series back in 2016, The company has successfully conquered the niche of pinhole lenses and strengthened its position as such with two more Kickstarter launches for Pinhole Pro from $329,287 raised and Pinhole Pro X $462,923 raised. With more than 10,000 products delivered throughout the past six years, Thingy FY is the most trusted camera equipment producer among crowdfunding backers. Pinhole Pro Pro Max is the world's first successful attempt at combining six apertures and variable focal lengths in a lightweight and durable lens design. This is the most advanced pinhole lens in the world, getting people back to the roots of photography. Pinhole is photography and videography art in its most original form. However, achieving achieving those unforgettable aesthetics requires high-precision engineering and modern state-of-the-art manufacturing technologies. Six apertures, the pinhole Pro Max comes with different aperture sizes that allow you to have more creative control over the images that you capture and uh, encapsulates from 0.15 to 0.5 millimeter precision pinhole aperture made with micrometer accuracy. Variable focal length, the Pinhole Pro Max is the world's first multi-aperture camera lens that comes with a variable focal length adjustment design, making it the most advanced Pinhole photography and video equipment in the world. Universal lens mount, you can use your Pinhole Pro Max with a camera regardless of the mount type, thanks to its universal lens mount add-on. It fits all popular camera mounts. This is advantageous because it allows photographers and videographers to use this lens on a variety of cameras without having to purchase multiple lens options. You'll also be surprised at how lightweight and minimalistically solid is the body carrying this never-before-seen lens. Your new lens is cut out from a single piece of aviation aluminum using the Precision CNC and micro-drilling, It's also incredibly compact, up to 171 grams, and small, becoming a perfect attribute to your next journey around the world or a friend family gathering. Whether you are a professional photo videographer looking to enhance your gallery collection with artistic and out-of-the-box visuals, or an amateur with little to no skills in editing, Pinhole Pro Max is the perfect piece of equipment to deliver the next-level retro style content that you need. Technical specifications, 18 to 35 millimeter focal length. Pinhole sizes, 0.1 millimeter, 0.15 millimeter, 0.2, 0.25, 0.3, 0.35, 0.5, and 0.8. Lens mounts, Canon EOS, EF, Nikon FZ, Sony AE, Fuji X, Micro Four Thirds, and Pentax K. Threads, 58 millimeter, Front diameter, 62.2 millimeter. Total depth, 50 millimeters. Weight, 171 grams. DSLR, 161.5 grams for the mirrorless model. Body anodized aluminum. Pinhole Pro Max is currently available on Kickstarter with a starting price point of 259 and that's a limited time offer. So one interesting lens. I definitely am going to check into this one myself. I've always liked pinhole lenses, and I've made some of my own using camera body caps and stuff like that. We had, to, we had to make one ourselves. When I was getting my bachelor's degree in photography at the Art Institute, it was one of our school projects that we had to do. And I enjoyed it. And I like shooting with one from time to time, but it might be really cool to have one that not only has variable aperture, but also variable focal length abilities. That is totally cool. <laughs> Next up, first Nikon Nikkor Z800mm F6.3 VR PFS lens hands-on review by Fro Photo. If you need another confirmation that this lens will be announced next week, here it is. Just like with the 400mm a few months ago, Nikon USA decided again to give an exclusive preview of the new lens to Fro Photo. And you can watch his review on his official YouTube channel, which you can find in this article in the show notes. More Nikon Nikkor Z800mm hands-on reviews by Steve Perry and Tom Mason. I am very happy that Nikon finally reached out to more YouTubers to hand them their brand new products for review. Here are two more for the uh, Nikon Nikkor Z800mm 6.3 lens by Steve Perry and Tom Mason. The official announcement is expected next week, and you can watch these video reviews on their respective YouTube channels, which you can find in the show notes. Nikon Nikkor Z800mm F63 VR PFS lens hands-on preview by Matt Irwin. Here is another hands-on preview by Matt Irwin, which you can watch on his YouTube channel as well. He must have gotten it a little bit later than the other folks did, but nonetheless... That gives you four previews you can watch on this new upcoming lens. ProPhoto released new firmware updates for the Nikon TTL A1, A1X, A10, Connect, and Air Remote TTL. ProPhoto has released new firmware updates for these units. Quote As a direct result of an even closer collaboration between ProPhoto and Nikon, we are proud to release a new firmware. That will make the already great Nikon TTL algorithm perfect for the A10, A1X, A1 Connect, and Air Remote TTL. Pro Photo products for Nikon are sold to Adorama, Amazon, and B&H. Now from the official press release from March 31st, 2022, from great to perfect, we are proud to release a new firmware that will make the already great Nikon TTL algorithm perfect for these units. This is a direct result of an even closer collaboration between ProPhoto and Nikon. The collaboration has enabled us to increase the exposure accuracy when shooting in TTL mode and the general camera compatibility with all Nikon full-frame mirrorless camera models. If you are a Nikon shooter, make sure to update your ProPhoto remote today either through your ProPhoto control app or visit my ProPhoto so some exciting news for those of you that are shooting Nikon and using pro photo gear. What to expect next from Nikon? Updated, one new Nikon camera is expected in 2022. So what do we expect next? The Nikkor Z85mm f1.2. The Nikkor Z800mm f63 coming next week. The Nikon Z6 II, Z7 II firmware updates with more AF and EVF improvements will not be available for the Z6 and 7 original cameras due to a slower processor. One new Nikon camera is expected in 2022. Two new Nikon cameras were recently registered online. More new Z lenses, development announcements, and potential roadmap updates. So definitely want to keep your eye On Nikon rumors for all the new things Nikon that are going to be coming throughout the rest of this new year. Update, Adorama is now shipping Nikon Z9 orders placed on November 1st. A quick update to my last post, Adorama is now shipping Nikon Z9 pre-orders placed on November 1st. In five months, we have basically moved only four days in terms of pre-orders placed. The Nikon Z9 was announced on October 28th update bnh is currently shipping z9 orders placed on october 28th so looks like for some reason bnh got a little bit behind on shipping them out versus adorama must be adorama got their stock from nikon first so that's not bnh's fault you know it's just the nature of the beast folks this thing's got this kind of stuff's going to go on for a while i have a feeling <laughs> And last up from Nikon Rumors for this week, the wooden Nikon F-camera replica model back in stock. This replica is back in stock at Etsy and eBay. My last post triggered a lot of interest, and I received several emails from readers asking where they could purchase one. Well, now you can do it because they are back in stock. That's going to wrap up everything for Nikon Rumors. I'm going to take a short break, and I will be right back. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at com. You can find the show notes and links at com, And you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag Hashtag Liam Photo Podcast. And now, back to the show. And we're back. And now we're going to head on over to Fuji Rumors. First up from Patrick, the Viltrox AF 13mm F1.4 now shipping in Germany. As reported at the German website Photoscalia, the Viltrox AF 13mm F1.4 is now shipping via the German Royale store here. And you can click on that link in the show notes. The store says it will ship in two to three days. It's strange that it will ship so early in Germany. In fact, the lens is so far not yet listed at the Biltrox store itself, while b Photo, who has the lens for pre-order, expects to ship it by late April. You can find the Biltrox 13mm f1.4 for pre-order at b Photo and per gear. Let's see here. Specs. Luminous intensity f 1.4 close up 22 centimeters autofocus yes compatible cameras X mount connection Fujifilm X filter thread 67 millimeters EXIF data yes lens uh, has 11 elements in 14 or 11 groups and 14 elements excuse me smallest aperture is 16 measurements 9 by 7.4 by 7.4 centimeters weight 420 grams scope of delivery one lens one lens hood one lens cap one back cover one bag one operating instructions price 399 euros rrp 519 euros Uh, i'm not sure what that second part means but Another exciting lens coming from Viltrox. Now, if you don't already know, I did pick up the Viltrox 33mm F1.4 for Fuji X mount, and I absolutely love that lens. I was looking to get something that was 50 millimeter full frame equivalent, and it did the job. And for some reason, I'm not sure yet why. Out of all the Viltrox lenses, their 33 millimeter for the X mount is only 279, where the other three current lenses on the market are all uh, 279 for the one I got, and all the other ones are 329 for some reason. A little odd. I'm not sure what the reasoning is behind that. I'll have to reach out to Viltrox and see if they can give me an answer. (laughs) Next up, Fujinon XF400mm F4 and Fujinon XF550mm F5.6 patents have surfaced. There is a lack of long and fast primes in the Fujinon world. A lack on the market, but not on paper, as Fujifilm has patented a few of them. They patented the Fujifilm XF-300mm F4 and a 500mm F5-6 patent. Now we have new additions in terms of patents as Fujifilm patented an XF-400mm F4 and an XF-550 F5-6. Particularly, the FujiDon xf 400 F4 seems interesting to Fuji Rumors readers as it won our huge telephoto prime survey. of patents remain forever on paper, but it's good to know Fujifilm keeps looking at long prime options. Down below, you can find the details on both lenses. If you want, you can check out our previous long telephoto primes related articles. So, it would be nice if Fuji would come out with a 400mm F4. The question is, how expensive is that bad boy going to (laughs) be? The Fujifilm GFX 50R discontinued. Last samples available for two thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine dollars. It's now marked as discontinued at B&H Photo. It is still a massive deal running on it, but the camera gets harder and harder to find. Still, some samples are available at Adorama. GFX gear deals by, within, by April 3rd and submit your claim by May 3rd. You can get the GF30 millimeter F35, save $300 at BH Photo, Amazon US, and Adorama. The GF50 millimeter F35, save $200. The GF63 millimeter F28, save $300. The GF32 to 64 F4, save $500. The GFX 50R save $1,500 instant rebate, no cash back. Now, all of these are available at b and h Photo Adorama and Amazon US. The 50R is also available at Moment. Gizmon Miniature Tilt Lens for Fujifilm X. Gizmon has released the Gizmon 50mm F1.6 Miniature Tilt Lens for the Fujifilm X mount with a suggested retail price of 14,000 yen which converts to $113 U.S. Gizmon has definitely a very curious offering for the Fujifilm X mount, like the Gizmon U- UtaLens Lens Customizable Pancake Lens and the Gizmon Boca Lens Illuminator. The Bokeh Lens Illuminator for Fujifilm X, you can click and buy at the following link in this article in the show notes, and the Uta Lens Customizable Pancake Lens as well. There are some interesting product sample images here. For $113, I might have to pick one of those up just to play around with. Definitely interesting, to say the least. (laughs) Fujifilm firmware updates for the X-T4, X-100V, X-Pro3, X-S10, GFX100S, and the GFX100. Fujifilm has released these new firmware updates for these model cameras to add support for the TaskCam CA XLR2D FXLR. Down below are all the details and the download links. So it's 3 a.m. here in Italy. I'm going back to bed now if my son, who by the way shows signs superior intelligence, allows it. <laughs> the Tascam can be ordered at BH Photo, Amazon US, and Adorama. Uh, The firmware updates for the X-T4 regarding the detail of improvements. Let's see here. XLR microphone adapter has been supported. As a result, XLR mic adapter setting option has been added under the audio setting in the movie menu, as well as four-channel audio playback option has been added under the sound setting in the setup menu. Two, a firmware bug has been fixed, which caused the WB shift saved as custom would be disabled by operating the Q menu. Three, another minor bug has been fixed as well. And for the X-Pro3 version one point three one, the firmware bug has been fixed, which caused the S-B shift saved as custom would be disabled by operating the Q menu. The firmware bugs have been fixed, which rarely caused that the Bluetooth paired device would not be registered correctly or that the camera would not turn on after paired device was registered. Three, another minor bug has been fixed. For the Fujifilm XS10 version 2.30, let's see here. Uh, One, XLR microphone adapter support has been added, same as for the X-T4. Two, firmware bugs have been fixed, which rarely caused the Bluetooth paired device would not register correctly or that the camera would not turn on after paired device was registered. For the Fujifilm X100V version 2.11, one, the firmware bug has been fixed, which caused the position of the spot metering was fixed on the center, even if focusing areas move when the focus mode is MF and the metering mode is the spot. Two, firmware bug has been fixed, which caused the WB shift saved as custom would be disabled by operating the Q menu. Three, firmware bug has been fixed, which caused the images could not be played back with a specific file name created by the edit file name function. Four, another minor bug was fixed. For the GFX 100 uh, version 4.21, one, one uh, the only firmware up, uh, bug fix, firmware bug has been fixed which caused the I or EVF display failure when the frame rate priority was selected in the boost menu by operating through the following menu flow: power management, performance, boost. Fujifilm GFX 100S version 1.31 only one uh, update here the firmware bugs have been fixed which caused the evf display failure when the frame rate priority was selected in the boost menu by operating through the following menu flow power management performance and boost so there you have it those are the latest firmware updates for fujifilm cameras Next up, new firmware features guide for Fujifilm XT4 XS10 and new firmware for X100v, X Pro 3, GFX100s and GFX100. now I did mention the firmware updates just a moment ago so I'm not going to go through all of that again the more important thing is here there's new feature guides for the XT4 and the XS10 so that you can check those out in this article in the show notes for today's episode) <laughs> Fujifilm X-H2 concept rendering. There are some images of the Fujifilm X-H2 floating around on social media, which are erroneously reported as possibly 1st leak images of the X-H2. Well, here on Fuji Rumors, we kept a cool head and did what we do best, verify and check. So it turns out that these are not leaked X-H2 images, but renderings made by Fujifilm X shooter Steven. And while not the real deal, Stephen's renderings could be a nice way to start a discussion on how how we'd like the Fujifilm X-H2 to be in terms of handling and ergonomics. Which design choices made by Stephen do you particularly like? What other suggestions do you have? Feel free to contribute down below in the comments. Stephen shared his renderings on his Instagram and writes, quote, How do you think the Fujifilm X-H2 would look? I imagine it would be a crossover between the X-T4 and the GFX100S. As a video-centric camera, being in a less retro form factor makes sense. Adding more dials and buttons would be awesome too. Also, it's my first foray into 3D hard surface modeling, so it's been quite a road but fun ride. Since X-H2 is going to be more video-centric, I figured the record button should be prominent coupled with more function buttons around it. Or is that too many? That rounded concave thing meant to be a joystick so you can move the focus area without touching the LCD nor using the back joystick. That way, your right hand doesn't have to change position while holding the camera. It would be awesome to have a screen with a similar articulation as the X-T100. That way, the distance between the submonitor and the LCD screen is not far. I'm not smart enough to figure out how it works practically, but a man can dream. Ha ha. As far as solid Fujifilm X-H2 rumors goes, you can find the updated list down below in this article. Viltrox AF 13mm F1.4 XF mount available for pre-order worldwide and shipping April 10th. The lens is now officially available for pre-order directly at the Viltrox store with worldwide shipping. They expect to start delivery on April 10th. For fastest shipping, it is recommended to purchase directly at the Viltrox store. You can pre-order also a B&H photo with expected shipping starting in late April. Uh, It is interesting, this lens is priced at $469, so it's gone up in comparison to the other Viltrox lenses for the XF mount. I wonder if maybe it's because it's such a wide lens. Maybe that's the possibility there. But, I don't know, that's just my thoughts. We'll have to wait and see. Next up, Fujifilm wins 20 Red Dot Awards. Fujifilm won 20 Red Dot Awards, including an award for a camera that won it already last year, the Fujifilm GFX 100S. Isn't that amazing? In terms of photographic gear, the winners are the Fujifilm GFX 100S and the GFX 50S 2 the Instax Mini Evo, the Fujifilm Instax Mini 40, the Fujinon GF 35-70 F45-56WR, the Fujinon GF 80mm F1.7RWR, the Fujinon XF70 to 300 F4 5 or F4 5 6 RLM OIS WR. The Fujinon XF uh, 18 millimeter F1.4 RLM WR. And the XF23 1.4 and the 33 1.4. The Fujinon XF27 millimeter F2.8 RWR. I've got that lens and absolutely love it. The Fujinon UA125 times 8 BESMP B35F, whatever the heck that is. And the Fujinon UA13 times 4.5 BERD slash 18 times 5.5 BE slash 24 by 7.8 BERD, whatever the heck that is. My opinion and some facts about these joke awards here. I guess that's why Fujifilm published the news on April 1st. <laughs> oh, goodness. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Next up, save up to 15% on selected Viltrox X-mount lenses. You can now get up to 15% discount on select Viltrox lenses if you purchase them at Amazon using U.S. third-party seller per gear. The deals are the Viltrox 85 F1.8 Mark II AFFX save 15% with discount code 150KU9NV. And the Viltrox 23mm F1.4 AFFX save 10% with discount code 100OB26CT. So there's some discounts for you. Save you a little bit of money on those Viltrox lenses. <laughs> Fujifilm asks, what's your favorite film simulation? And I tell you mine, 10 years of X-Mount theme. For the April edition of 10 years of X-Mount theme, Fujifilm wants to know which one is your favorite film simulation. So if you wanna let Fujifilm know which one is yours, make sure to share an image on social media, tag it with 10 years of X-Mount, and with a bit of luck, your image will be featured all over Fuji's social media channel. What is my favorite? Well, that's a tough question. As it kind of depends on my mood and what I shoot. Overall, I'd have to if I had to pick one, I'd go for Astia as it has the best balance between vivid colors and nice skin tones. But I also love to use classic Chrome or Aquarius, Velvia, Nostalgic Negative, Provia. The more film simulations I have, the better. This is from Patrick. And sometimes it happens that I fall in love with film simulations that I mostly ignored so far. It was the case with the Pro-Neg film simulations, which I rarely used overall, at least until I photographed the wedding of my best friend. Out of the 129 images I delivered to him and his wife, the majority of them were in Pro-Neg standard and Pro-Neg high. They just worked so nicely for all the indoor shots. And that's actually the point. I mean, I didn't use ProNeg a lot before, but having access and post to the film simulation profiles was a game changer for my editing. It drastically reduced my editing time as all I had to do was scroll over the various profiles and capture one, and I could quickly see which film simulations gave me the best colors for each photo. And in many cases, I just noticed that ProNeg was the winner for indoor low-light images. Fuji colors can be a blessing also for raw shooters sometimes. Long story shoot, I shoot mainly Astia. And you? Well, Patrick, for me personally, I tend to shoot Velvia more than anything else. But I shot a lot of Velvia film back in the film days as well. And last up from Fuji rumors for this week, the Fujifilm X-H2 with 26 megapixel sensor. Fujifilm X-T3 X-PAN. Tons of firmware updates, Voigtlander knocked on 23mm f1.4, top 10 March articles. In March, we share a crucial rumor. I think I am supposed to say crucially. misspelled it though. The Fujifilm X-H2 and its 26 megapixel version won't use the current 26 megapixel sensor, but a brand new one. So no surprise that the huge sensor made the top of the list, but there is definitely much more you should not have missed in March. Here are the top 10 articles. Hint, make sure to read Fuji rumors in April and May. Huge rumors are on the way. So number one, Fujifilm X-H2 coming with 26 megapixel sensor. Two, meet the Fujifilm uh, X-T3 X-PAN digital camera concept. Fujifilm firmware updates, uh, documenting the war in Ukraine with Fujifilm X and GFX gear. Five, Fujifilm X-T4, dynamic range data versus X-T3 and X-Pro3. Six, Voigtlander Nocton 23mm F1.2X officially announced. Seven, best solutions for processing Fujifilm RAW files in 2022. Eight, how to panic-free make firmware updates via camera remote app. Nine, first Fujifilm X-T4 silver kits no longer available at some stores. And 10, DP Review TV Sigma X mount lenses. Are they better than the Fujifilm Primes? And did I already say that the next few weeks will be huge? Yes, you did, Patrick. And thanks for letting us all know. And now we'll head on over to Sony Alpha rumors to wrap things up. Now, the first article I have from Sony Alpha Rumors is about the Pinhole Pro Max being on Kickstarter. I'm not going to go into all the details again, being I covered it in an earlier segment, just to let you know. Uh, The second article, first Laowa 20mm F4 FE shift lens review from DP Review, Wong and Abbott. You can check out all their reviews on their accompanying YouTube channels for yourself. And so those are some interesting reviews there to check out. Next up, new Kalari magnetic clip-on filters for Sony E-Mount. These new ND clip-in filters are now available at B&H Photo, Amazon, Amazon DE, Amazon UK, priced at $129 for a six-stop. Kalari Vision writes... Quote, we're excited to introduce our new Calari magnetic clip-in filters for Sony E-Mount. Compatible with most Sony mirrorless cameras, our Calari magnetic clip-in filters can be used to add rear filtering to Sony E-Mount full-frame cameras. They contain an anti-reflective, anti-smudge coating to make cleaning and maintenance easy. And here are two Instagram videos showing how they work that you can check out for yourself in this article in the show notes. (laughs) Tamron issued a firmware update for their F2.8 FE primes. This is for the 20mm, the 24mm, and the 35mm models F050, F051, and F053. The update improves the following issue. The focus mode may switch from AF to MF during video recording with the Sony a7 IV. And you can find more info in the accompanying link for the release notes for this firmware update. You can check that out for yourself. New Sony A7 IV firmware update release should fix the IAF issue. Sony issued this firmware update 1.01 for the new Sony Alpha 7 IV. Here are the benefits. Improves the accuracy of the IAF feature. Two, fixes an issue where you may not be able to take photos when using an SEL2860 lens. Three, improves the operational stability of the camera. So a big firmware update. If you're shooting with the a7 IV, you might want to grab that bad boy and get it installed. Sony a7C two is not coming in 2022, but three or maybe four other new Sony cameras will be announced. A rumor posted by a website that never got a single rumor right is going around the web. It says the a7C2 is coming this fall. Well, according to what I've learned so far, the a7C2 should not be on market in 2022. There will be three, maybe four new Sony cameras that will be announced during the second half of 2022. More about it, you can subscribe to the uh, YouTube channel for Sony alpha rumors. Now, one thing I did want to mention, since he's talking about new possible cameras coming this year from Sony, as I was out doing my real estate work today, I was listening to the latest uh, podcast episode by Tony and Chelsea Northrup. And they're claiming that according to the gentleman that has Sony alpha rumors, Sony might be releasing their own medium format system this year with a sensor that's two and a half times bigger than full frame. I don't know if I'd buy that. Uh, It might be a possibility. Sony's absolutely got the money to do something like that, but it's kind of rare. Uh, So far, I think it's actually impossible that any camera manufacturer has systems in three different mount sizes. Sony's already got crop body, APS-C, and full-frame, so why would they go into medium format as well? Canon has APS-C and full-frame, Nikon has APS-C and full-frame, Fuji went APS-C and medium-format. Made sense. I don't know. I'm just leery about whether or not there's any possibility of that rumor coming true. As I've warned you before, and I'm not saying this to be mean to the gentleman that owns this site, his accuracy hit rate on his rumors is only between 5 and 10% where the other three rumor sites their accuracy is around 85 to 95%. So whether or not i believe that Sony's going to come out with a medium format system this year i highly doubt it. But hey, i could be wrong. You never know. <laughs> New Tamron patent discloses the 18 to 50 millimeter f F3, f3.6-5.3 for APS-C and 24 to 120 f4 for FE lenses. Tamron patented a bunch of zooms for APS-C and full-frame mirrorless system cameras. First, we have the 18 to 50 focal length 18.528 29.994 and 49.967 aperture values of f. and 5.308. Half angle of view, 29.012 degrees, 25.350 degrees, and 15.652 degrees. Image height is 14.250 throughout. Length, 97.833 millimeters uh, by uh, 104.114 millimeters and 119.002 millimeters with a back focus of 37.320. For the 25 to 115 F4 for full size for full frame cameras, focal length, 25, 51, and 114. F value, 4.1, 4.1, 4.1. Half angle of view, 42.102, 22.145, and 10.446, image height of 21.633 throughout, length 167.363, 181.899, and 218.148 with a back focus of 39.824. And for the last one, the 28 to 120 F4 for full frame cameras, focal length 28, 57, 118. Aperture value 4.1 throughout. Half angle of view 39, 20, and 10. Image height 21.633 throughout. Length 173, 189, and 232 with a back focus of 45.497. So definitely some exciting new patents for Tamron lenses for the, for, uh, for the Sony FE mounts. We'll have to wait and see if they actually come to fruition. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. <laughs> announced new Ciro 75mm T2.9 one6 times full frame anamorphic E-mount lens. This new Ciro lens has been announced and is available for pre-order at Indiegogo. Here are three videos about the new lens that you can check out for yourself. And as usual, you can find those videos in this article in the show notes for today's episode. Save up to $200 off on Tamron e-mount lenses. Uh, let's see here. Sold at B&H Photo Adorama on Amazon. Save up to 40% on TT Artisan and Viltrox e-mount lenses sold by Amazon using this code 40V4TNL4. On the Seven Artisans 50 millimeter f 95 on the Viltrox 35 f 1.8, and on the Viltrox 56 f 1.4, uh, the $200 off on the Tamron 150 to 500 f 5 to 6.7 di3 VXD lens for the Sony E mount, which is normally $1,199. Uh, that or no, that's what it is with the $200 discount. I'm sorry, regular price is normally $13. 99, so my bad on that. And wrapping up, Sony Alpha rumors for this week. Save 40% on 7Artisan and Viltrox e-mount lenses using this code. It's the same code I just mentioned a moment ago. So I'm not sure why this was put in as a second article on his site for this week. Kind of odd that he would do something like that. But anyways, that's all your news and rumors for this week To join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, that's going to wrap up episode 238 for the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing an Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcasts. I also wanted to remind you to stop by the Liam Photography YouTube channel, subscribe to the channel, watch the videos, comment on them, share them out, like them, hit the little bell icon so you can be notified as new content drops. And don't forget, this coming Thursday will be part two of lenses, lens mounts, lens designations. I'm going to cover as many of the rest of the third-party lens brands as I can, so you don't want to miss that. The first part was about an hour and 40 minutes long, and it's been ridiculously popular. It's gotten a crazy amount of downloads already. So thank you all of you very much that have been kind enough to listen to such a long episode. I tell people all the time, my listeners seem to love long episodes. They love it when I have the long interviews that are an hour, hour and a half, two hours long, and they seem to love when I give them the technology uh, episodes like the, this lens one that the first half is an hour and 40 minutes, and they've been downloading it like crazy. So thank you all very much for supporting the show, and I will see you all again on Thursday for part two of lenses.